Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 122. We're looking at John chapter 8, verses 25 through 30. Let's read the passage together. Who are you, they questioned. Exactly what I've been telling you from the very beginning, Jesus told them. I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the one who sent me is true. And what I have heard from him, these things I tell the world. They did not know he was speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own. But just as the Father taught me, I say these things. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do what pleases him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Well, Jesus was at the temple during the Feast of Tabernacles, and John doesn't give us real time frames here, but it seems this is still fairly shortly after the Feast of Tabernacles. He's still at the temple area interacting with people. And uh, we saw last time Jesus was saying that he was going away. Some were questioning whether he was going to commit suicide. And he is talking about his death. But he says, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So he said, you do not believe I am he. Well, this prompts the question here in verse 25. Who are you? They questioned. So you don't believe I am he? Well, who? Who is it we're supposed to believe? Who are you? And Jesus responds, exactly what I've been telling you from the very beginning. So his message hasn't changed. So who? what has he been saying? He's been saying things like, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I'm the one who provides the living water. I am from the Father. I am from heaven. I am bringing to you a message from heaven. These are things he's been telling them. But they still don't get it. And so they ask, who are you? Jesus responds, the message hasn't changed. Then in verse 26, he says, I have many things to say and to judge about you. Notice he doesn't say tell to you, but about you. He has things to judge. Well, he just said, if you don't believe, you will die in your sins. Where I am going to heaven you can't go. So these are the kind of things he is saying. And these are the judgments he's making. So he has more that he could say and judge about them. But the big thing, the bottom line is, if you don't believe, you're going to die in your sins. And contrast that with the one who sent me is true. And what I've heard from him, these are the things I tell the world. So I'm giving you the message from the Father. And you know it's true because it is from the Father. God speaks truth and that's what I'm telling to you. But they don't get it. Verse 27 tells us they did not know he was speaking to them about the Father. We look back at this and say, how can you not know? He says, I come from the Father. The Father sent me. I and the Father are one. If you want to see the Father, you see me. So for us looking back, we get it. But they, at the time, didn't get it. And it's not that they're stupid. They just don't get it because they see things from a worldly view. They are not seeing things from his perspective. Then verse 28, Jesus says to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own. 
but just as the Father taught me, I say these things. So we saw earlier this phrase, when you lift up the Son of Man, it's looking ahead to the cross, the idea of him being nailed to a cross and lifted up off the ground on a cross and dying. So when John uses this phrase, Jesus uses this phrase, he's referring to his death. You're going to lift me up? Well, that means on a cross to die. And when that happens, then you're going to know the truth. He says, then you will know that I am he. Well, back in verse 24, we saw he said, if you don't believe I am he, then you will die in your sins. That's the the condition, to believe that I am he. And he says, but you're not going to get it until I die. Now, they don't recognize what he's saying. They don't get it. But it's here for us to see that when Jesus is crucified, that's when they're going to get it. And he is not doing these things on his own, but he's doing them as the representative of the Father. And he is doing what the Father told him to do. Verse 29, the one who sent me is with me, the Father. He has not left me alone. He is here with me because I always do what pleases him. So he's talking about the unity of of he with the Father. And and unity is a big thing. We'll see this in in Jesus' prayer shortly before he's executed of the idea of unity, the unity of him with the Father, the unity of his followers with him, and the unity amongst his followers. So unity is a big theme in the Gospel of John. And then finally, verse 30, as he was saying these things, many believed in him. And belief is the necessary thing, as what Jesus has said. You need to believe in me. You need to believe that I am he. I am who? The one I claim to be. The one sent from the Father. The one who is the bread of life. The one who is the light of the world. The one who provides the living water. The one who is bringing the message from heaven. Believe that. Then you can have eternal life. And so many did believe. This brings an interesting question, though. Why do some believe and some not? Well, we can look back here and see, okay, here they are face-to-face with Jesus, the one who does these miracles, who teaches with such authority. Some believe, some don't. Well, it comes down to a matter of the heart, a matter of the work of the Holy Spirit within the heart. Why do some believe and some not? It's the same thing now. Why is it that when people hear the gospel, some believe and some don't? We can't really say. We could get into the whole theology of salvation, why some believe and some don't believe. But for the practical answer is that it's a matter of the heart. Because some people, their hearts are open to the gospel. And some people are open to the movement of the Holy Spirit within their hearts. Some are not. It's not a matter of how great our argument is. I mean, we need to have a good argument, so it's not an excuse to have a poor argument. But we can't talk people into believing. But we should be ready to give a response so that when people are ready to hear the gospel, we can give it in a way that they can hear. 
but it's also a matter of the condition of their heart. Are they ready to hear the gospel? Are they willing to hear the gospel? Are they open to hearing the gospel? And so, as Peter said, we need to be always ready to give a defense for that hope that's within us, always ready to present the gospel, but know that some will believe and some will not. So here, verse 30, as he was saying these things, many believed in him. And we're told that many will believe. So that's why we live our faith out loud. We share our faith with others. We're always ready to present the gospel when the moment is right, because many will believe. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.